everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, and along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, who's also a professor at FIT and Syracuse University, we uh, welcome you to our conversation on the topic of delivery madness in the grocery sector. So, Shelley, I don't even know where to start with this. I, I mean, it's crazy in my view. This insanity of a bunch of fast delivery startups for groceries with a new model operating out of dark stores, a quick definition is that these are like micro fulfillment centers that contain, you know, something like a neighborhood level of inventory, um, 1,500 to 5,000 SKUs versus a typical um, 35,000 in a regular grocery store. And uh, they are close enough to consumers that they can deliver orders in 15 minutes or less. Are you kidding me? So what about models like uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash? Are are they now (laughs) dead men walking? I guess these upstarts are are just in the New York City uh, area so far. And once again, some of these startups I can't even pronounce. And, And of course, none of them tell you what the businesses that they're in, um, you know, like buy K, one word, uh, J-O-K-R, Joker. I, you know, well, gorillas, I understand, but I don't understand what that's got to do with grocery delivery. Um, 1520s, another name of one, a fridge no more, and go puff. (laughs) (laughs) A break. What's going on in this world? Anyway, I'll tell you what this does remind me of. Again, the crazy investment community. Once again, they have a new tech tech model uh, that they can fire hose money at, knowing that eight, eight out of nine out of ten of them will fail. Uh, but you know, like a casino, they're betting uh, the tenth one will be another. Um, a unicorn. I don't know. Another Facebook, Amazon. Anyway, so Shelly, uh, do you have any investment numbers on any of this yet? Well, yeah, I mean, there is. There's this whole crop of startups that are vying for market share uh, in this instant grocery delivery space. And like you said, uh, many are using the dark stores. You mentioned it's a fully localized uh, grocery order delivery program. So some of the companies are also going to deliver categories beyond grocery, but let's just focus on grocery uh, for now. But here's some recent investment numbers to ponder, Robin. I know you'll get a kick out of these numbers. So earlier this year, Joker raised $170 million in um, investment. They plan to roll out across cities in the U.S., Latin America, Europe, uh, currently, Joker is in nine cities across Latin, Latin America, um, countries, uh, Brazil, Mexico, uh, Colombia, and Peru, as well as in Europe, in Poland, and Austria. So, And then last month, this is kind of what sparked this whole conversation, Gorillas, it is a Euro- European market leader in instant on-demand grocery delivery. They raised, ready for this, $1 billion oh, in its third on. round of funding. Unbelievable. Go ahead. Gorilla has actually raised $1.3 billion, um, and they only launched last June of 2020. 
so just over a year ago. The company currently is valued at $3 billion. And since its founding in June 2020, Gorilla has grown rapidly to operate 180 warehouses, nine international markets, and delivering 4.5 million orders in the past six months alone. So uh, by definition, Gorillas is what you call a uniform, a unicorn company, right? Yeah. Um, they are, which by the way, unicorn companies, there's only about 800 100 of those in the world. So if you think about, we're talking about a few of them today, I find that really interesting. Yeah, there go probably ahead. ought to be about 400. <laughs> yes. Anyway, go ahead. Maybe even less than that. Um, but Go Puffs is an instant grocery model. They also secured three rounds of funding, totaling around $2.5 in the space of 10 months. So GoPuff is a Philadelphia-based company that delivers products like snacks, drinks, household items, toiletries, pet, baby products, alcohol is a big one. Um, and they were founded in 2013, and they've become really one of the biggest delivery startups in the United States. So its business is currently valued at, you ready for this? No. $15 billion. <laughs> oh, come on. That's unicorn That's times 15, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what does GoPuff even stand for? What, how would you interpret that brand, GoPuff? What? <laughs> Unbelievable. Fire hosing money at them is, I don't know, I think it's really an understatement. And you know uh, that not a one of them is making a dime. Amazon got away with it for 20 years. Uh, but get this, there was no competition, right? No competition of their particular model. Now you can't count the number of competitors to these startups. Uh, CB Insights, <clears throat> you know, a company that provides market intelligence on investor activities, they showed uh, that the number of deals in Q1 of this year for dark stores has exploded to 11 deals with investments totaling over $2 billion. Q4, wow. 2020, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So Q4 of 2020, there were five deals and almost a half of a billion dollars. Compare this to investments previously in dark stores. It was one to two per quarter, right? So we are seeing a real, and of course, in my opinion, insane burst of funding in this format. So, Shelly, what are some of the uh, differences in this model from, say, um, DoorDash, uh, Uber Eats, or, you know, Grubhub? Well, GoPuff, Gorilla, and Joker, they use these dark stores or micro-fulfillment centers in localized areas to process and fill products. So, the dark stores, they're not open to the public, hence the term dark, but provide the companies the ability to fill orders closer to the consumer. So this provides these companies to be able to deliver in 15 minute time frame products that are ordered. So oftentimes these micro fulfillment centers are highly automated either using robotics or sophisticated software management systems. And by the way, Robin, other larger format stores have also used these types of micro fulfillment centers for groceries like Amazon, Walmart, Target. Right, got it, yeah. On the other hand, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, what they specialize in is really the last mile delivery. And these types of companies are intermediaries between the consumer and the physical retail store. 
uh, and restaurants, of course. Um, there's no warehouse that these companies own that they stock inventory in. Um, and according to Statista, in 2020, DoorDash was the most downloaded mobile application for grocery delivery in the United States with 39 million downloads. Uber Eats uh, was right behind them with uh, 20 million. You also have Instacart and Shipt, which are larger intermediary companies that mostly specialize in grocery and connecting, again, physical stores with consumers. Again, they don't own inventory or micro-fulfillment centers. Yeah. Well, you know, um, <clears throat> the pandemic, by the way, certainly gave rise to the e-commerce lift in grocery. Um, according to eMarketer, pre-pandemic uh, e-commerce grocery sales were less than 5% of total sales. In 2019, it was 6%. Then at the end of 2020, online grocery sales were close to 9%. Uh, the interesting part is that um, in 2019, online grocery sales were just over $28 billion. And in 2020, that number grew to a whopping $109 billion. Wow. That, that's tremendous. That's it's like amazing. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. But- even by 2025, it is projected that online grocery sales will be less than 17% of total grocery sales. It really begs the question, back to, back to insanity, why then is there this spike in funding for the instant delivery business? To me, it seems uh, to be flattening out a bit. But I will also say that 17% is still a lot higher than the pre-pandemic, which is around 5%. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Raman, guess which retailer, here's your pop question for the day, which retailer <laughs> is the largest e-com grocer? Oh, my, let me think about that for a while. Oh, oh, of course, it is Walmart, right? That's right. <laughs> I, I believe they um, surpassed Amazon back in 2019, even that's before correct. the pandemic. And they've continued to invest in providing online grocery services in all the markets that they serve. And since there is a Walmart in every town in America, they have the physical infrastructure to support a wide network of uh, fulfillment, whether it is from a store or, or a micro fulfillment center. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the successful models that have proven out over time include three different elements, the real-time delivery, so that's the quick delivery, the pickup in store, so order the groceries online and go pick it up, and also the shop in stores. So you remember when we talked about how smart it was of Brian Cornell to acquire Shipped in 2017? Oh, yeah. And, you know, looking at these prices, it was a real bargain at $550 million. Um, and, and this has really allowed them to get into this game of same-day grocery delivery. And I just want to note a couple things about Shipt. I, I think I like Shipt as a company. I think they do a great job. But Shipt's latest expansion includes 1,000 new store locations that reached over 200 million households. Wow. And the difference in a model like Shipt is that they're really focused on service. So one-to-one -one, uh, relationship with customers, customers who use the app can actually request preferred shoppers. 
So the shift model is a bit more diversified than some of these newer startups. And they also um, deliver more categories like Best Buy, CPG brands, home apparel, pharmacy, et cetera. So uh, while all these intermediary delivery services like Instacart, DoorDash, will account for almost 30% of digital grocery sales this year, the Titans, Amazon, Walmart, Target, they're going to continue to build out their own models, really making less room for a lot of these smaller companies. Yeah. And, you know, the other limitation uh, to the dark store model is the, of course, limitation on SKUs. As I mentioned, uh, they will carry 1,500 to 5,000 SKUs compared to a full grocery store at over 35,000 SKUs. So while this can make the dark store more efficient, will the lack of assortment eventually be an issue for them? I mean, if you look at Aldi, uh, the German-based grocery store, they have perfected um, this less is more format carrying about 1,600 SKUs. But again, they have the physical stores and the value proposition is, is pretty cheap. So it begs the question, would a business model work that sells value-priced groceries with low delivery fees using a dark store format, <coughs> excuse me, and limited SKUs? And by the way, uh, many of these employ workers full-time with benefits. And I'm not sure uh, that this is a profitable model in the long run or even sustainable. My short answer, it is not. Uh, The largest online grocery stores have a much broader assortment. And of course, all have physical stores, even Amazon now, Walmart, Target, Meyer, and Kroger. Yeah, I mean, definitely during the pandemic, there was certainly a rise in instant food delivery for obvious reasons, you know, with Instacart Instacart and Shipt and other intermediaries. Um, Those intermediaries accounted for $8.8 billion in sales prior to the pandemic. So in 2019, they accounted for almost $9 billion and 13% of the total online grocery store sales. During the pandemic, their sales climbed from 9 billion to almost 28 billion or 26%. So they've doubled their market share, 26% of the total online grocery sales. So clearly throughout the pandemic, consumers had shifted to more online grocery ordering and consumer behavior tells us that convenience and time are high value factors, which really play into this idea of grocery delivery. We do expect to see a rise in delivery as compared to pre-pandemic, but the business has really leveled off. Um, It's almost 29% of total online grocery sales and is projected by eMarketer to be 28% of total online grocery sales by 2025. So we're definitely, like you had said, seeing kind of this flattening off. And keep in mind one thing, Robin, these statistics are orders placed on the intermediary site. So if a company like Instacart or Shipt gets orders on the retailer's platform, so if you order groceries, for example, at Target that's delivered by Shipt, those numbers are not going to be in this uh, intermediary uh, sales revenue. So they're not included in there. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So 
the growth there is a bit hidden in terms of how much these uh, companies are really doing in, in revenue. Um, and the average food spend in grocery delivery and pickup in August of 2019 pre-pandemic was $72. And not surprisingly, that amount went up to about $90 to $95 in the height of the pandemic. That's not a shock or a surprise, but guess what it is now? It's back to $77, and this is in May of 2021. Yeah, and Shelly, we can't ignore inflation, right? Right. It will, yeah, it will certainly have an impact on the dollar spend over the next few months. It also raises the question if consumers will want to tack on delivery fees to groceries as food prices obviously continue to rise. The other issue, as I see it, is the build out of these micro-fulfillment centers in these smaller neighborhoods. Uh, they're gonna create congestion and they're gonna displace consumers, local favorite stores. So the consumers may even push back on these upstarts whose names, <laughs> by the way, they can't even pronounce. So, uh, and, well, and on the other hand, the larger format stores will add uh, the most fuel to the online model. And, and you can bet if they see the 15 minute delivery model as a competitive advantage, they have the deep pockets to run all over these upstarts, which by the way, <clears throat> Kroger and Instacart announced grocery delivery in as little as 30 minutes across the US. Well, that's twice as much as 15 minutes. Both of them are crazy. Anyway, deals like this and target with ship uh, will obviously keep some of the smaller players at bay. Uh, Instacart makes up over 73% of the grocery intermediary business. Wow, that's a significant chunk. Yep, sure is. Well, the other area we haven't even touched upon is what will happen when the intermediary gets involved with the dark store. <laughs> So CNBC recently reported that Uber will provide 15-minute grocery delivery called Care for Sprint in Paris via a partnership with the French grocer Care for and a dark store startup called Kaju. So the grocery store industry, as I see it, is really primed for some major consolidation with these smaller delivery companies. And perhaps, Robin, that's the reason for this burst of funding, hoping to get picked up by a titan. Oh, yeah. You know, the major flaw in the dark store model is the lack of physical presence that will allow for a more profitable model over the long haul. I get the whole online groceries growth, but the major players will be the ultimate winners in this game. Oh, boy, Shelley, you, you said the magic word. The major players will be the ultimate winners. You know, a while ago, I said of Tesla, when it was a startup, I said, once the majors, right, GM, Ford, see that electric car model has legs and a long runway, they have the deep pockets to ultimately dominate. And I think we are seeing that play out uh, as we speak. It doesn't mean Tesla will die, nor will all the dark store startups die. And I guess the gambling investors class <clears throat> will lose big time on nine of them but may make a few bucks on the tents. Interesting. Yeah, I think you, when you started our podcast, you said it perfectly. It's that hope for the unicorn, right? And yeah. that's, that's, that's how the investment community works. Yep, exactly. 
So for our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank all of you listeners again for joining us. And uh, by the way, I say this every time that we do the podcast. If you've got any topics that you would like uh, Shelly and I to cover, please email them to me at robin at therobinreport.com. Thanks again. Thank you.